This is the Savvy Philanthropist Podcast. My name's Kirk. We are a financial planning podcast for people who want to do philanthropy well. Whether you're a donor trying to do some good in the world, or you're a development officer trying to connect resources with the people who need them, this podcast is all about how to navigate our U.S. legal and financial system in order to make the greatest philanthropic impact you can. This is episode 36, IRAs, part 5. And we're back for the final installment in this series about giving charitably from a traditional IRA. Quick refresh, there are three ways to make a charitable gift from a traditional IRA. Number one, regular distributions. Number two, qualified charitable distributions. And number three, beneficiary designations. Today we're going to talk about beneficiary designations. A lot of people aren't aware of this fact, but when the owner of an IRA passes away, the IRA is not generally supposed to pass to the next generation through a will or a trust. Under some narrow circumstances that can happen, but it's not generally supposed to. Instead, an IRA is intended to pass away of something called a beneficiary designation. As some of you may have already gathered, this is a document where the owner designates a beneficiary. Clever. What this means is that an IRA owner gets to designate the party that will receive the IRA upon the current owner's death. In many cases, that'll be the owner's spouse or other family members, and that's great. But if the owner is philanthropically inclined, then naming a charity as the beneficiary of the IRA might be a great tax-efficient giving strategy. There are two tax benefits to making charitable gifts at death this way. First, naming a charity as the beneficiary of an IRA means that the IRA will not ultimately be subject to estate tax. If you recall, the estate tax is a tax levied on very large estates and the tax rate can be as high as 40% under current law. Now, the estate tax doesn't kick in right now until a married couple has more than $25 million. So this is a pretty small slice of Americans. But if the estate tax applies to your situation, a charitable gift of an IRA excludes that amount from the tax. So pretty big savings there. But for the rest of us mortals, naming a charity as a beneficiary of an IRA is still a savvy tax move. That's because charities don't pay income tax. If you remember, if an individual takes a distribution from a traditional IRA, then the individual has to pay income tax on that distribution. This is true for the original owner of the IRA, but it's also true for any individual beneficiaries who might receive the IRA upon the owner's death. So if a mom leaves her IRA to her three kids, then when those three kids take distributions from the IRA, they'll have to pay some income tax. Charities are the only exception to this rule. Since they don't pay income tax at all, When they take the distribution from the IRA, they receive the entire amount. The gift isn't reduced by any tax. Let me give you a simple example of how this works. Imagine you want to make a charitable gift out of your estate. And then imagine that you own exactly two assets. That's it. You own a savings account with $50,000 in it. And you own a traditional IRA with another $50,000 in it. Your goal is to give half of your estate to your kids and half of your estate to your church. What do you do? Suppose you give the savings account to your church and you designate your kids as the beneficiaries of the IRA. Great, that's a wonderful gift to both your kids and to charity. The charity will receive the full $50,000 from the savings. But when the kids take the money from the IRA, they'll pay income tax on those distributions. This means that they will ultimately get less than the full $50,000. But what if you switch that around? Suppose you designate the church as the beneficiary of the IRA and you name your kids as the recipients of the savings account. It looks the same on paper, but the outcome is very different. 
the church will get the same $50,000. It doesn't pay any tax, so it gets the full amount from the IRA. But the kids? They get their full $50,000 too. The savings account won't count as income to them, so they won't pay any tax on their inheritance. So the charity gets $50,000, and the kids get the full $50,000. Like I said, a tax-savvy way to be charitable. So looking back over this IRA series, I encourage you to think through the episodes a bit holistically. An IRA is a great tool for evolving a donor's giving over time. A donor can begin in his 60s by making gifts through regular distributions. As he moves into his 70s, he can get better bang for his philanthropic buck by giving with QCDs. And then he can leave a legacy that carries his values into perpetuity through a beneficiary designation. And that's pretty cool. That's it for episode 36. Thanks for listening. Our next topic is one that I struggle with a bit, donor-advised funds. They're really popular, but I'm not quite as excited about them as some people are. We'll dig into it over several episodes. Until then, you know the drill. Do well, then do good, but always be savvy.